Greetings, productive programmer. You're not going to believe this productivity tip I found for this episode. Welcome to the Productive Programmer Podcast, helping you streamline tech news and education. In this episode, we are going to explore how to boost your productivity across your entire development team from onboarding, day-to-day operations, culture communication, and much more. And I'll leave you with a tip that Google wants you to know to be aware of that may help you boost your productivity. So let's get started. With the software development industry moving predominantly towards remote development work, companies are having to rethink the way that they value their employees. Vadim Krofkinko says that he's no longer paying people for the time that they spend working, but for the value that they bring in. This made me curious to learn some more of the productivity tips that he suggests for making a productive workforce environment. And he suggests tips for onboarding day-to-day business and culture that get results. He says that when onboarding, make sure you have a standard procedure, and that standard procedure should be built from the feedback of previous people that were onboarded. That feedback that those employees give you will be essential towards iteratively making an amazing onboarding process. Make sure you have those standard procedures set up. Also, have a mentor or guide that can be the go-to person for the first few months that that person gets settled in and have an employee handbook with your principles, work ethic, and everything else in between. Additionally, having some documentation of the project that they are going to work on built by the product owner that contains the project's vision and the steps necessary to implement that vision are extremely important. But not only that, make sure that you set clear agenda and goals as early as possible for your new employees to make sure they are prepared for the job that they are doing. In a recent podcast that I did, I outlined how Google found that over 50% of employees had no idea what their manager actually expected them to do. So making sure that you set clear agendas is extremely important. Anything that is not explicitly defined can be regarded as forgotten. Make sure that after any every meeting or every communication that you follow up with a summary so that everybody in the organization that needs to know will be notified of the decisions that were made in that meeting and will also know all of the action items they are responsible for and everybody can be held accountable in those scenarios. And to make sure that your culture runs smoothly, ensure that you have an open environment for feedback, decisions, mistakes, and praise. It is important that everyone feel comfortable giving feedback, making decisions, and that it's okay to make mistakes. Otherwise, if you punish for mistakes, you may find a significantly more unhappy workforce. And also keep track of the mental health of your employees inside the workforce and outside, or at least be empathetic towards their work-life balance and understand that there may be things outside of work that are affecting their mental health. So be there to support them in the ways that you can if they need an extra mental health day or perhaps some additional support that you could provide that could maybe help them, that you be there to make sure that you're not just treating them like an employee, but treating them like family. And that can be as simple as just making sure that your employees know that it's okay for them to turn off their notifications. And that was something that we covered in one of our previous podcasts, as well as a tip that Google gave their employees that you want to have a clear boundary between work and when it is okay to go and play and relax and forget about work and turn off your notifications. And that needs to be communicated to your employees so they know that they have time to go recharge when they are off the job. 
Additionally, communication is top priority in the workforce, and Carl Soot suggests that there is a way that you can communicate that will better benefit your coworkers. Now, most of us are sometimes a little bit selfish. He suggests that short-form writing may feel productive for you, but it may be unproductive for the workforce. Now, when you take the time to write a short hand communication. A lot of us, for example, are using either Teams or Slack as an option. We may send short messages to our coworkers, and we may feel like we are very productive in the way that our writing style goes. But Carl suggests that when we write in Slack, unfortunately, Slack can sometimes encourage us to make shorter messages, and that can result in a feeling like we are moving faster on our end. But the truth is that can actually set back our coworkers because it's going to take them more time to comprehend what we're talking about. So what Carl suggests is that you consider putting a longer form writing style in place. It's kind of like the image that has got a quick message is kind of like a low resolution image, he suggests, and a longer form writing is a more high definition image. So that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to write the longest message in the world, but making sure that you provide enough details to provide a clearer image to your coworkers is extremely important. And he suggests that there's basically a, he calls it the first order negative and the second order positive. So uh, as opposed to using uh putting yourself first. So when you when you go ahead and you use kind of like a low resolution message that you're sending to your coworkers, it's kind of shallow and it puts yourself first. You get it done quickly and you can move on to the next task and it's more efficient for you, but it's negative for your coworkers because they're going to be spending more time and energy reading and trying to figure out what it is that you wanted to say and get done. And that actually could come back to you as well, because if you communicate in that style, you might be waiting for them to get back to you and waiting for them to get the results done, wondering what's taking them so long. And honestly, they could just be confused at what exactly it is that you need. And uh, additionally, that's really just stealing a wait time away for you. What's suggested instead is to make sure that you put them first. And that means that it's going to be less productive for you. You're going to have to grapple with your own confusion and holes in your understanding. Uh, You'll have to figure out what the appropriate density is of your writing. Are you writing too much? You you know, because you feel like you need to write more now or you could overwrite things as well. But you want to try to think about what is all the detail steps that you need to give your coworker as if they knew nothing about the subject and be explicitly, perfectly clear so that they can be more productive with less time. So although it may feel less productive for you, it will build a more productive work environment when all of your employees can take more time to be more explicit and clear in their communication. So hopefully that tip can help you be more productive for yourself. Additionally, the author of Hooked on how to build habit forming products also goes into the psychology that's involved with Slack's culture of distraction. And it talks about how Slack has a reputation for kind of interrupting the workforce. So when you're using Slack around the office, uh, you can, you know, you want to facilitate focus in your culture, uh, in your work environment. But every time that one of your employees might get a ping in Slack or a channel is lighting up, that can be extremely distracting for your employees. So, you know, Slack has been kind of encouraging this distraction in the workforce, but it's also been in proven productivity. So it's kind of ironic. 
But it is important that you try to communicate to your coworkers that there are times when they should put aside their notifications on pause so they can get some deep work done would be my suggestion for you to avoid those types of scenarios at Slack. Because myself, I have found scenarios where Slack is pinging so often and lights are lighting up that it can pull my attention towards Slack and pull me out of the deep work and and focus that I'm setting for myself. And in scenarios where clients are reaching out to some of your coworkers asking questions and they need clarification from you, next thing you know, you're getting pulled in a million different directions uh, from Slack communications. Whereas a typical workforce, you know, somebody would have to really get up from their desk, walk down to you or schedule a meeting. Uh, now it just takes a few seconds to to ping you with a notification and then you're suddenly off task. So make sure that you you go ahead and and you pause some of your notifications and communicate to your coworkers. You might be afraid that they're going to see that you're offline, but let them know that there's times that you have to take to go and get work done. So they should understand and in, in as a manager or as an as a owner of a company, uh, you should encourage to your employees to make sure that they know it's okay to hit the pause on Slack so they can get more work done. And one final productivity tip that you may want to consider, pushing yourself to solve new challenges that are outside your regular work environment can help you stay more productive by building new skill sets and making your brain think in different ways. So Google recently came out with an article last week just reminding everybody about their coding competitions. So this might be something that you may be interested in exploring. Those are Code Jam, Hashcode, and Kickstart. So definitely uh, make sure you step outside of your workplace sometime and solve some problems problems that you might not work on day to day. And a code competition could be a great opportunity for you to consider that. Hey, productive programmer, if you want seven actionable steps to make you a more productive programmer, then check out the link below in the description. I'm going to be launching my productivity course. I'm going to teach you tips that over 90% of developers are not using. So if productivity is of interest to you and you want to be a productive developer, take yourself to the next level and outperform the competition, then go ahead and check out that link in that description below.